Hey guys, thanks for tuning into Masses World this week. Just a few things before we get started. First, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and give it a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. Second, if you'd like to give to the show, please click on the support this podcast button on the podcast page. If you want to follow my day-to-day life, my Twitter handle is at Masset14 and my Instagram handle is at MassWorld14. It's also in the show notes. Lastly, here's a message from our sponsors. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, I'd like to start by welcoming Chase Newby to the show. Um, how are you, buddy? Better than I deserve. How are you, Ryan? Um, I'm awesome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Cool. So uh, my name is Chase. I'm from Dallas. I've lived in my entire life. After high school, I didn't know what to do, so I jumped into military, and I was in Air Force for four years. And after that, I moved back to Dallas, so this is where my family are, uh, family is, and friends are, and everything like that. And um, now I've uh, I went through, I got a four year degree, and now I'm trying to uh, do pre med. So I got into PA school and move off, leaving you and all my friends soon. Unfortunately, rip. I know, um, but again, I'll be back uh, two and a half years, something like that, and I'll come back and be boys again, same neighborhood life, right? Obviously, obviously. What's PA school? PA school, physician assistant. So there's um, there's a um, mid levels, which are um, physician assistants, nurse practitioners, and then most people know the white coats as a um, MDs or doctors. So the physician assistant is just a um, they're an extension of the doctor, so they can do the kind of same thing of prescribing me- uh, medications, pulling in tests, surgeries, things like that. But they don't have to specialize like the doctors. They can kind of switch and change and use a concentration in a different concentration um, if they choose to do so, which is very attractive to me because I'm. Uh, keep like I like challenges so I keep like to change and, and learn and grow so sure Chase is a genius um, <laughs> unlike me um, so I really respect hearing about the medical school my grandfather was a doctor I don't I don't know where that gene went for me but um, it's not anywhere close um, so a couple things um, I know Chase through community um, and all that is is we basically do life together um, we talk all the time um, what our friendship started about three years ago. Yeah, well, if we want to call it a friendship at that point, right? Yeah, true. it was a forced friendship, I think. But yeah. uh, it was cool. It was it was just uh, actively pursuing out of maybe like almost a discipline or an obedience thing of just trying to pursue a relationship, knowing that hopefully later it would be really good for us. Which you know, yeah, we it is right. So, we met through a, a church group that's called Community, um, and kind of what it was is it was we started our friendship the opposite way of how most friendships start. We started on the deep level first instead of all the surface level things. So it was like pulling teeth because it was uncomfortable because that's what culture tells us, Hey, find interests with friends. And then, then later down the road, you can choose to become deep or just stay surface level. Like a blind date almost where you just kind of have to show up with, we all show up with our own expectations of what, you know, we want out of each other and that you always miss a line, right? So all different ones. Yeah, it was, people, so. it was funny. A blind date of like 18 month commitment. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, <laughs> no it, was, it was make or break. We've heard, we've heard some, some horror stories, but luckily we've, we've really um, had our friendship kind of grow. Um, we talk quite a bit and that that's quite honestly the, the purpose of, of this podcast, 10 things that will add value to your life. Um, Chase and I communicate in a very, um, encouraging way to one another. And, um, we just bounce these ideas off of each other all the time. Um, and 
Chase is the the starter of most of them, quite frankly. So I had to bring him on um, to talk about these things. So without further ado, we're going to introduce our our 10 things that will add value to your life. Um, First one being park far away. Chase, I'm going to, I'm going to pass that one over to you. So I got this idea from someone else. I'm a big podcaster too. So I feed on tons of podcasts. That's why these conversations always come up, but the idea is to think of things that um, you thoroughly enjoy, would hope people would do for you, and then do those for others. And um, I use the park fire away because um, everyone likes the, the front row. If anything, we get into accidents and frustrations and arguments with people um, about getting that front row spot. So my idea is you, you park far away in hopes that that just leaves one more spot for someone else to park up in front, um, which is really cool. And whether or not you know who that person is or anything like that really doesn't matter. You just kind of you kind of, that's something really cool that you would hope someone does, does for you at some point. Um, you know, on an even, an even deeper level, which I've taken to that next level would probably be the, um, the, um, give someone the benefit of the doubt. I think that one isn't given enough, but we always, we always want that, um, showing up to work late or coming home to frustrations, things like that. We would hope that we would get from someone else like, Hey, we don't really know what's going on in their lives at that time. Um, or um, what they need. So you just kind of give them benefit out of um, being encouraging and joyful, regardless of what the other person kind of brings to the table. So um, that one has served me really well. And I try to share that with others because it, it can lift everyone up in all yeah. different kinds of ways. You can get really unique with it too. Sure. Yeah. I think I think one that, that hit me over the head the other day is there was, um, I'm not going to act really self-righteous here, but there was one parking spot and there was a puddle um, yeah. right underneath the driver's side door. And yeah. I had no choice but to park there. Yes. But I would like to tell you that I parked there valiantly to, to yes. make it to where some old lady didn't have to jump over the puddle. I could use what, what athleticism I have left um, in my broken self to to hop over that puddle. But I love that one. Um, yeah, yeah. Parking far away, it's really easy. Heck, I eat enough to where I could burn the extra calories, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, so sure. um, I think that's really cool. Um, we're going to move on here. Number two, um, build in a gifts for others budget line. I'm going to take this one just because it's been such a blessing to my wife and I. Um, so I'm a hardcore budgeter. You don't have to be. I don't, you know, we don't need to talk numbers or anything like that. But I'm, yes, yeah, spreadsheet. Um, but I budget down to, to every dollar that I have. And quite frankly, it it kind of took control of my life there for a little while and I was really, really rigid about it. And when it, an opportunity presented itself for us to, for my wife and I to do something for some, somebody else, um, I never wanted to because every dollar was already taken in the budget and there was no margin for, you know, just taking someone out to eat or, um, someone's going on a mission trip, giving some money to that. Yeah. Um, so what my wife and I did is we created this line. I don't know who I heard it from, because it was definitely not my idea, but um, we made this line in our budget called gifts for others. Um, And it's different than like giving to the church or something like this because, or something like that, because it's, it's real life things. And um, it's a cool way to just help somebody out or give a gift um, to someone who's unexpected. Um, The the illustration I'll kind of use is my wife and I were coming home from a vacation um, about six months ago and we were in the Uber um, and we struck up a, a conversation with a guy who was, who was talking about something where I had a book in my bag that was, that 
was about that subject. Um, and we engaged him, we talked about it, talked to him about it. And when we were leaving, I was like, Hey man, do you just want this, want this book? And it stemmed because I bought 20 books of the same book. So I had about 10 more in my house. So it wasn't a big deal for me to just give something away, um, where it may help someone else out. Um, it's just really cool to have the freedom to, to give when it seems unexpected or you can just kind of help someone um, else out. Chase, do you care to add anything? Yeah, to that? It, it, like, I like the word freedom. I think that's what we all desire. It, it creates that freedom to um, do that without feeling guilty or, or this needs to go somewhere else. No, like you've created a line item to say like, Hey, Hey, like to my wife, Hey babe, like we have 50 bucks. Let's just go like tomorrow mornings. There's someone that like has been having like a rough day or something. Can you just like, let's just like buy like, like a bunch of cookies, bring them, send them on their desk. And that's like the gift. And like, you have money to do that. And you, it's, you have the freedom to do it. It's really neat. And that's even like the benefit of the doubt thing. You want to do something you would hope to have someone else do for you. And you just, you use that money and it's fun and you can get creative and you can um, make it like a mission or something like that with the wife and friends. Like, Hey, we're going to do this. Make a scavenger hunt of like things you can buy to create. It's really neat. And so, blow your budget. It's a reason yeah. to actually blow your budget on yeah, something. Absolutely. It's really um, cool. And it's, yeah. and it's separate from like the Christmas stuff. I think that's, it should be, it should, you have gifts and things like birthday gifts and things that are going to come up normally. I think you should create it outside of that. I think you should yeah. create one that's like, you know, this is specifically randomness. This is cool. You can do it for anything and everything and there's no remorse. It's fun. Yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah. Um, okay. Number three, we're going to talk about the or game. Yeah, Chase, that that's that's all you, man. That's I, the or game. I haven't participated actively in this, but it's definitely something that I'm going to start doing after I, um, I heard Chase kind of explain it. So Chase, go on ahead. Yeah, so there's a TV show that I watched. Some of y'all probably heard of it. I'll name drop, but it has I won't name drop, but it has a lot of zombies in it. And there's a gentleman in there. I guess any apocalyptic like scenario is going to be a lot of pessimists about things that are going on, pessimism. <laughs> but there was this one dude who created a game, and he, I think it was only in one episode where they were, um, um, his partner that I was with him was saying certain things to challenge him. He's like, um, he'd be like, or, and then he'd do something super positive about that situation. So I guess scenario would be like, well, we have no more food left, blah, blah, blah. He's like, or we're dieting, and we're going to have six-packs abs by the end of the week. You know, like, it's just kind of funny, but it's a really cool way of staying, op- like, staying, op- staying optimistic regardless of the situation. So the way I use that with my wife is this, there's, there's certain times that like, uh, maybe we're driving in traffic and we're in Dallas. If y'all don't know, I mentioned that earlier, lots of traffic. It's normal, but, um, the traffic sometimes still gets, gets to people regardless of that being, I mean, it's real life for like 20 plus years, but we still don't get used to it. And she would get really frustrated about people cutting us off or swerving in and out or getting in and out of HOV lanes, things like that. That doesn't bother me one bit. So when she says, that dude, jerk, you know, blah, 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 blah. And um, I'd be like, or maybe she's pregnant and rushing to the hospital. And it's just a fun way of like, hey, babe, there's like, let's chill just a little bit. But you just use or, and it's kind of the high pitch, or this is maybe what's, and it's just a way of staying like, um, giving people benefit of down again, but it's just being op- uh, optimistic regardless. And we don't have enough of that in our culture, if anything banter and sarcasm and um, relationships are built off of negative um you know things and i think if we were more op- optimistic and encouraging and, and exhorting in the way we used our relationships dude way more joy could come from that so no doubt i yeah. I, I fall into the traffic thing too yeah um, that's a big one and it's it's just I, it's unbelievable how wrapped up i get in something so 
um, trivial. If you just leave early enough, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. It's, you know, it's ultimately very rarely is, is the case. You're frustrated at traffic because outside circumstances, I know traffic hits, but if you plan ahead for that stuff, or I mean, it's you, always there. use the app it's ways, right? There. Yes. Use apps, <laughs> listen to podcasts like this, you know, like there's, you know, it's going to be there regardless. No doubt. Um, all right. Number four. Yeah. Always tip 20 plus percent. Mm, so go for it. Yeah, this is, man. this is this is a big one. Like like Chase just said, I really um, am rigid rigid about finances, and um, I've learned to trust or to tip twenty plus percent. Um, and it, it was kind of funny. The reason I do this, and I, I know there are bad waiters and waitresses. I'm, I'm not saying that, and I've I've been a horrible customer before too. Um, but this goes back to what Chase was kind of saying, giving the benefit of the doubt. Um, I've heard from multiple people that have done it before that. Waiting um, on tables of people is very, very difficult. Yeah, harder than harder than nine to five type jobs um, where you're really thinking outside the box. But I, I just can't imagine people coming into dinner. They could be grumpy. They could be happy. You just, you just, you're just getting it all. We love our food and we want it now. Facts. So serving those people is a hard duty. Yeah, it's a hard, hard duty. Yeah. Well, what what kind of made me think about always doing this. Um, was my mom, after my dad and her got divorced when I was about one, she started waitressing at a restaurant called Daltz. Shout out if you're old enough to know what Daltz is. Uh, Yeah. Um, And I didn't really know if it wasn't for my mom, for being honest. But um, she waited on a table of about 15 people. Um, and I'm not, my mom will tell you she wasn't the greatest waitress, but I know my mom, she works her butt off to do anything. Um, and this, this situation wasn't any different. Um, and my dad's actually telling this story and, um, my mom worked her butt off the whole night. It was a long drawn out dinner. Um, and they tipped her 10 cents, um, of, a you know, 15 plus group of people. Now this wasn't the nineties, but good Lord, like, come on people. Um, and I just know she worked hard and even if she was a terrible waitress and, you know, there wasn't even cell phones to get on back then. So I don't know, you know, <laughs> it was not like she was just on her cell phone in the back or, yeah. or whatever she was trying and, and no one deserves to be belittled like that. Um, so I make it a point, even if I, it's the worst service ever, I still tip 20% um, and try to engage um, the waiter and the waitress. And, and typically when I do that, like it, it goes well, well for me. And um, sounds fairly simple, but just go for it. Um, and 20% is not going to break you, you yeah. know, Chase, you have anything to add? Well, and see, I, so I told you, I joined the military and I was in for four years and people joke me all the time. Like, yeah, don't you think everyone should go through the military at least two or like, discipline and like respect things? And I think that's all great. But like, I've, I've joked, like my wife was a waitress for a long time, all through high school, like eight years and then into college, stuff like that. And, um, wouldn't it be funny if we can say like, I think everyone should be a waiter or a waitress. For two years or something. Oh, gosh. That would be great, horrible. Like, how great would the restaurant restaurants be, like the atmosphere, if everyone knew that role? And um, yeah. the, the engagement would be way better because you get it. You know you know how to, what those shoes feel like and um, for the other person on the other side serving you. So 20%. That, I mean, that's that's easy, you know? Yeah. No, that's really good. And you, you can kind of plan for that in your budget if you yeah, really yeah, like for me. sure. Um, Number five, when someone says, how are you, use the phrase better than I deserve to be. Chase, I heard you say that to, to kind of start the show. Yes. Um, I just kind of want you to dive deeper and, and tell us why you use that phrase. 
Yeah. So I mentioned that I'm in um, trying to get in. Well, I got into PA school recently and um, I right now do like preoperative clearances for people, which just means that I see five to six people a day that I might not ever see again. Um, so the time that I spend with them, I try to make it as intentional as possible. And um, as you all know, uh, as you meet somebody, you say, hey, how are you? And that's everyone says it every time. Say, hey, my name's Chase. How are you? And then good. I'm good. And it's like that's kind of the end of it. And then you can move on to something else. And it's like, it's, it's, um, I get that it's a very, um, it's kind of our cultural norm to do that. It's just, it's a way of just being friendly and kind of engaging, whatever. Yeah. But how cool would it be if like everyone had, if maybe they were maybe just slightly more honest. I think everyone that comes in to see me, they're probably not good. They're coming in to get a clearance for a test or for surgery or something. So they're probably not great. So, um, what I say instead is better than I deserve. And that's, that's truly because I'm very thankful for where I am, for the friends, for the family. Um, for my faith that my whole life, like I, I don't really, sometimes I don't think I deserve like all these different things that I've, that, that kind of just laid, that have been laid in my path. And, and that's just one way I can just share it. It's a quick little better than I deserve. And then they're like, Oh, that's actually, that's cool. Like why? And then like, you kind of get in this cool conversation. I think, uh, another one, um, instead of just saying good, um, could be like actually really bad. <laughs> Maybe that's the honesty. That's the transparency. That'd be really cool to start another conversation. Just being honest, but I'm actually not doing so hot. Um, I woke up, didn't have coffee this morning, so I have to do this test, and uh, I'm not looking forward to this. I'm really happy you have a smile because I will probably not have one throughout this time. <laughs> and I mean, it's that's just really fun and it's cool and it's just more transparent. And we connect better, and and it's just it's just a quick thing that you change with every you do. You can do this every day. Every person you meet, just just change something and have a saying or something to kind of get the ball rolling in a different direction rather than just good. Yeah, good. yeah. So to wrap that up, kind of you just don't go with the typical good. Find yeah. something that just sure. yeah that can you know unless catch it's someone. true, but maybe you yeah. know explain a little bit why yeah, you're I'm good. great. You know, <laughs> go a little bit further. Yeah, uh, that's awesome though. Um, number six, say yes instead of isolate. Um, I'm going to take this one and run with it a little bit. Uh, about six months ago, my wife and I were in this just routine um, where we just we kind of got into this thing where Fridays and Saturdays were about us and what we got to do and um, how could we make it better for us. And, and it, it got us in this kind of rut of if it didn't meet our expectations or we had to do something out of what we wanted to do, um, it would upset us. So about five, six months ago, my wife and I just had a conversation. Hey, we've got to stop doing this and we've just got to say yes and be excited about saying yes. and um, Think of it as an opportunity to go um, just go all in in something that, you know, maybe necessarily we didn't want to do. And, and typically that stuff has turned out way better than we could ever imagine it. Um, and, you know, not that you can't have a, a Netflix hangout night. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying um, when we committed to saying yes, it was just funny. We we started to love saying yes. And it turned into not a burden so much anymore, but it's like, Hey, what are we doing this weekend? Hey, we need to find somebody to say yes to, or <laughs> we need to engage a little bit. And it was just not that we're so popular. Everybody asked us to do, we had to engage a little bit that sure. kind of that give and take, but it just, it just kind of changed the game for our relationships and the people around us. And I feel like we became a lot closer with our friends and family. And it's just, you know, when your posture is positive going into something, in comparison to negative, like the thing's typically going to go much better when it's positive. Um, Chase, I know you had something to, to yeah, kind of add I to that. I love that. So, like, there's that movie Yes Man or whatever. That's not what we're talking about. We're not <laughs> talking about, like, just saying yes to every single thing that comes up, obviously, using wisdom. 
line would be probably the best um, path. But it's just the idea of what you're saying of like um, not isolating yourself every weekend with just maybe the same exact people, same exact family, sometimes inviting other people in your life, friends, um, new people. That's so cool. Coworkers that maybe you've never connected with, let's try to do a double date. It's, it's just saying yes to that. And it's just creating a margin um, in your life, in your busy schedule, because time is so hard to give up for anybody. Kind of like budgeting. But yeah. yeah, you have to. But if you create that line item there, like, hey, babe, Friday night, let's do you have someone at work that maybe you'd like to get to know better or like we or maybe they don't know anyone and they're new. Let's like ask them to go out and we can like go bowling or something. But just creating that and it's like you said, it's so much fun. It's an adventure every time. So you get to know someone from like the bottom up, like, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? And you can it's really neat. So, right. And the TV is always gonna be there. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. The script you're still paying for this the subscription. And yeah, D V R is is beautiful. Yes. Um so yeah. yep. Uh, number seven. Hold the door and don't expect a response. No, you got to explain that one, man. Yeah. So this, okay, let me start here. I used to hold the door for people. And if they didn't say thank you, it frustrated me. And I felt like it warranted uh, you're welcome, um, which is completely backwards. Because if I hold the doors for, for someone and then they go through it and they don't say anything, and I say you're welcome, they're like, well, then why'd you hold the door yeah, for the me? The posture is to do something for them. Yeah. But if you walk into it expecting something, right. you're not really, yeah. So this you're is just right. how it manifested the most. And I used to do this. But the point of it is when you do something um, sacrificial for someone else, yeah. don't expect anything in response. Just do it because you're you're able or, or find a, a different reason to do it. But don't expect a big grand thank you or a, you know, Man, you're you're true about a bow down session. Like you, you're truly the best for doing that. It's it's not about that. Um, do it because you're capable. It almost goes into the park far away thing. Think of imagine if you park far away and you walked up to someone who got out of their car and they're like, "Hey, you're welcome for that spot." It would just kind of kill the. Yeah. What, well, what are you it's talking not, about, weirdo? Yeah, it's not a sacrifice then, right? Because a sacrifice is is disadvantaging yourself for someone else. That's a sacrifice, right? You're you're giving up something for someone else. So if a simple thing like the door thing like it really isn't you sacrificing if you're trying to get that little like thank you that's for you that's like a trade-off right i do something for you you receive something like and you just get something back that's not sacrificing that's just a trade-off so it's the idea it's the posture of what of what you're doing go into it just not expecting it yeah you know I mean? don't don't expect um it, it will just it'll just kill what, the joy of what you're doing for right, someone else right. if you just kind of go in with that that mindset. So hold the door and do not respect to expect a, a response and don't, don't be a jerk. Um, like, like I was, um, <laughs> number eight, be fully known. Chase, why don't you talk about that one? A little that, bit. One's, that one's fun. So, uh, being fully known, we, we use that in our group and our friends. It's kind of a, a way of saying, um, Ryan's mentioned the authenticity, authenticity is trying to like, um, show and portray and have, and, um, what he, how he lives, the way he um, does it this uh, podcast, things like that. It's really neat because um, it opens a lot of doors up to, um, we joke kind of like the me too thing, like that me too movement kind of thing of like, um, I'm, you're doing that. I'm doing that too. And it's a way of just connecting and it's not cliche or anything because how cool would it be if you had actual, well, let me use my marriage for example. If you had someone like my wife had someone in your life who knew you regardless of the portrayal or the, or the way you look on the outside. And so you were talking about before that you, um, you, um, kind of chameleon into any situation, had the smile, 
easygoing, everything's going great. But how cool would it be to have someone that I could kind of see through that sometimes and be able to be like, hey, I know I kind of seemed like you're still kind of off. Is there something like maybe I can like be there for you or pray for or maybe I can help with or something like that to be able to see that? Because I feel like we all put up fronts all the time. And, and, I, and, it's, and it's kind of from a posture of like I kind of want to protect myself. That's the isolation thing. I mean, no one goes through life completely alone and does well. I mean, we all have friends and family and teams, and we do better together. We always do. Right. Um, and that's why we seek relationships. We want that other person there with them. Yeah. And and, and everybody's going through just tough yeah, stuff. Everyone, so yeah. let, like, like let's, let's go through it together. And yeah. maybe practically, like Chase has been through a situation that I haven't been through. Yeah. Um, and um, he can just practically give me advice or just be there for me. And and when we use that me too phrase, it's it's like a hey man, like I if I'm saying, hey Chase man, just life has been hard this week. And him and him just going, me too. Um it just kind of lets the 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 wind out of the 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 sail of of we're trying to be tough and macho of just like, hey man, I struggle with that too yeah. this week. And 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 it's just when you hear that from someone else, it's like, oh it's a sigh of relief. Yeah, it's a sigh of relief. Because we all put up this front of we have to, like, especially in Dallas, we have to, like, look good, sound good, the car, the, like, everything has to be this portrayal of doing really well. And even, like, like just emotionally, when that's so unrealistic. So it's really cool to just be, like, more authentic and just be like, oh, thank gosh, you're struggling too. Oh, thank me too. Like, that's really neat to just be like, okay, the weight's lifted. I don't have to act like I'm doing great when I'm not. Right. It's just more, it's more freedom. It's freeing to feel that way. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, number nine, wake up early and don't snooze. Um, I'll kind of start this one off yeah. and I want, I want your input chase, sure. but um, there's a little joke amongst some of my friends and we call it hashtag team no snooze. Um, and you just, you don't snooze. You don't waste that time. I, I heard scientifically it's it's bad for you to snooze or whatever. It makes you more tired. I, I don't know about that stuff. Um, but I know if I snooze, like it's just the morning's not I – don't, I don't know what it is about snoozing um, that makes me feel a little sluggish. Um, but I'm, I like being disciplined. I love being in routine. When I get out of that routine, um, I just I, – I don't get stuff done. Um, like I wish, I wish I could. And I don't, I don't really know what it is. Um, but waking up early has had so much value to my life. Just getting time where, um, work hasn't hit yet because right when I get to work, I'm, I'm, I'm cooking and my, and my head is just spinning as fast as I can of, of how I can be efficient, how I can get stuff done. But if I wake up early in enough time to, to process the morning, wake up slow, get my coffee, um, it's just really done a lot for me in my day chase you want to add yeah like we've we've said this to each other we've said like um we remind each other like the days are evil because they are they always work against you yeah so if there's any, <laughs> they always do like you show up to work and, and you're just putting out fires or you show up home after work and you're putting out fires and that's what you just show up to so in the morning what i do is i try to just wake up the same time every every day it's 5 30 every morning i wake up i have two alarms and they both have to be turned off and they're not easily accessible um i learned it from another um podcast so he puts it across the room um it's easy to do it, it's better for you probably to keep your phone across the room before going to bed anyway but right. he has to wake up walk across the room pick it up and then he can like he's already kind of walked around he's kind of up so that's how he kind of starts his day but the idea is like the days are evil they're working against you if you could have some sort of structure to start your day like a discipline of like hey 
just wake up same time. You have kind of a routine. We all love that. Whether you whether you're a free spirit or not, you all we all enjoy structure and we like waking up and doing the same. We like and if it's out of structure or out of like your expectation of how the day should go, we get frustrated, don't we? Right. Like if we have expectations of how things should play out, and if they don't, we get upset. So if you create this structure and wake up every morning at five thirty or whenever your day, a couple hours before the day should start, you can start with your coffee and you can start with the book and you can start your day, however you want to do it, and. Um, You'll, you'll see so much gain from it. Even helping your wife out. I'll wake up an hour before. And I can have certain things done. And then she wakes up and she can, because she's my superhero. So I try to do a couple things, like coffee and PBJ for lunch. And then she can start a day a little bit. So it's really neat to just do the same thing. Yeah. It's easy. I would I would have to agree. And just that not feeling rushed feeling is, is just really nice. I used to be the, yeah, the alarm guy, like point, yeah. minimum time. I have two minutes to shower. I got to do this, got to yeah. do this. And if one thing goes wrong, you're already pigeonholing yourself. Yeah. yeah. So it takes one thing. And it will. Every there's always something always goes wrong. Everyone knows that. Right. If it can, it will. So. <laughs> All right, Chase. Uh, lastly, we're gonna round this thing out with number ten. Um, just remembering people's names. And and the reason I, I specifically asked Chase to do this was because I'm terrible at remembering people's names. And when I see him go up to a guy that we saw two weeks ago. Um, somewhere and he's like hey uh ryan how are you and i'm just like how did you remember that guy's name i was just gonna call him sport or yeah. Chad or something <laughs> i you Bob know earlier yeah i just man i i just can't do it um and i i really admire that about you and i, I just kind of want you to go into a little depth about why remembering people's names um can add value um to your life in that sense yeah, so I talked about like the the clinic thing where I get to I go to different clinics all the time and see different patients, which is really cool. Get to meet new people all the time. But um, with doing that, you also meet a lot of staff, and um, and there's a lot of names, and most um, and it's, it's so hard to remember all their names of all these staff members. So the way I started it was I like to kind of like um, start this con- con- not a conditioning, but a way of trying to incorporate this in my life. I'd put it like in a little notes app where I'd go to a specific clinic, put the name of the clinic, put the name of like the front desk girl, Molly. And then I put that in. And then like every time I went in, I'm like, Hey, what's up, Molly? It's good to see you again. And then, you know, we maybe gain great engage on something. And then, um, that was really cool because she like, I could call her by her name and she looked over like, Oh wow. Cool. Like, and it's just a really cool thing that I could start incorporating to all my different clinics that helped, that did help me professionally because it did help me like, um, uh, like, stand out among the other all the other texts but that wasn't the goal it's just that i want i would hope just again benefit of the doubt or like someone to do it for me i would hope that someone would remember my name because it's really cool if you saw a person again they're like oh what's up chase it's like oh hi i don't remember your name but like yeah. how do you remember mine that's so neat like yeah i was important enough to yeah, you like that's yeah. that was so thoughtful i hope that like whatever the, and hopefully you can create an experience with the conversation to remember the name but even something as silly as like me and my wife go to hobby lobby or or best spot or something that like it's a, a store where someone asks you at the front desk when you pay, like, hey, did anyone help you? And, and what if someone did actually help you? What if someone helped you for like 30 minutes and you didn't get their name? And that's their job. And they really tried to give you like really great advice on what to buy on like this next TV or something. And then you just get up to the phone like, yeah, I'll just do back in the back. Or, or, and, or maybe you, didn't, you don't want to say that you don't remember their name. And you're just like, yeah, uh, not really. I just kind of found this. But maybe that person really, like, really tried. You know what I mean? Like how cool it would be like, oh, yeah, this guy, like I use Bob really. But like, what about Jimmy? Like there was a guy named Jimmy back in the back. He was awesome. He told us exactly what to get. 
And they're like, oh, cool. He's new. That's great. And that might help him in his job. You know what I mean? So it's really neat. And all you did was remember their name. That's it. Right. And, and it kind of goes back to that principle of like treating people the same regardless if they can do yeah. something for you or not. Yeah. That golden rule of like, yeah, exactly. Of like treating others the way you want to be treated. Like people know that for a long time. But these are very practical ways of just doing it in everyday life. That would that actually they work and they're very they're very beneficial for everybody and um, yeah it is somewhat sacrificial to like make notes of all these different people but then once you create that experience of them like oh cool how'd you remember my name then they'll remember yours and now you create another bond another relationship and we love that you know what I mean you want that everywhere um, so yeah remembering names try it yeah no I th- I think that's awesome it's definitely something that I'm gonna I'm gonna try and work on just because um, sometimes I kick myself I'm like. Man, what was their name? And it just, like you said, like when someone remembers my name, I kind of be, I'm, I'm like, man, why, why did I not think that person was important enough to like, sure, go out of my? Because if I met someone um, that I looked up to or something right. like that, where we had a conversation, I wouldn't forget their name. I can tell you that much. Um, and and just having that that mindset of like, I don't care if this person can do anything for me. Yeah, but they're a person they deserve yeah. to kind of have their their name remembered and just. I don't know. Just a just a really cool thing that I think you do, Chase. Um, anyways, this has been awesome, dude. So much fun. Yeah, we need to find another ten things uh, that add value. But first, I got I got to work on these these first ten and see yeah. see how they they uh, you know I do I, I do some. most of them, but I had to bring you on because you had a you had a couple that I just don't do, man, and I really really admire you for that. So. Chase, thank you so much for coming on the show. So much fun. We got to do this again. No Love doubt. talking man. with you, hanging yeah. out. This is great. All right, brother. Love you, man. Have a great, uh, great weekend. All right, you too. See ya.